Jesus, take the grill. Well, good evening. I'll let you go ahead and get settled in a little bit. Welcome to a very special Wednesday evening. It is Wednesday, right? I always have to ask and double check. <laughs> Welcome to the special Wednesday evening chapel. Our theme from the year comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Can we say our theme together? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. The rest of that passage says, of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And it's through this power of the Holy Spirit that we're here at NBC saying yes to the call he has upon our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Our chapel service this evening is one of the board of trustee meetings that are taking place this week. So if I can have all the board of trustees and their spouses stand, could I have you all stand, the board of trustees, and, and let's welcome them, faculty and students, let's welcome them. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you. We welcome you. Next, I would like to have the students. Students, if you're here, and you're, I don't know if you're all here, and you, you and your spouses, can I have you stand? And Board of Trustees, can we welcome them, students, you and your spouses? We're going to be begin our time together in praise, so if I can have you stand, we're going to worship this evening in song. We're going to sing to the Lord, we're going to shout on to God, and we're going to raise our hands together, and for our God is an awesome God, amen? Amen. amen. Let us worship. How marvelous. Hallelujah. How wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Our glory and honor, Lord, is yours. Hallelujah. We praise you and we adore you. How majestic is your name upon all the earth. Yes, Lord. You are mighty to save. You are marvelous. You are yes, wonderful. Yes. We thank you for Nazarene Bible College, God. We thank you for its mission yes, to prepare adults to evangelize, to disciple, and to minister to a world in need of a Savior. We thank you for this call that you have upon our lives. Be with us. We thank you and we pray for those who you have us to minister to, Lord Father. We pray for them today. Yes, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. Privilege this evening to introduce Dr. Roy Rogers. He's the chairman of Nazarene Bible College Board of Trustees. So, Dr. Rogers, would you please come? As you know, Dr. Graves is not here with us this evening. And uh, I've been asked to introduce uh, our academic dean. And uh, Dr. Gary Strite and I were classmates at Trevecca Nazarene College where he received his uh, undergraduate work completion, went on to earn a master's degree and then a PhD, became the uh, a professor at Olivet Nazarene College, later was elected to the office of provost and academic, the academic dean there, earned his PhD from the University of Tennessee, not Alabama. 
God can forgive any sin. We have had this going for a long time. In a moment when we were under the uh, investigation of the uh, accrediting body of this college, we had a transition. And when those of us who were on the board heard that uh, Dr. Harrell had gotten him to come uh, to be our academic dean here, we were thrilled. He is a wonderful, wonderful friend. He is a brother in the Lord. He is an academician without question. But it is such a privilege for me to turn this pulpit over to him and let him take charge. We wish Dr. Graves could be here, but when you can't get Dr. Harold Graves here, he's going to give us a report about him, but when you can't get Dr. Graves here, what a joy it is to say, Dr. Gary, come. God bless you and share with us. Well, you know, I know that you feel shortchanged because you thought the president was going to be here to give his annual report to the Board of Trustees, and believe me, he would like to be here. But I talked with him just a little bit ago, and he is doing just fine. But the doctors encouraged him to stay put for a day or two. He's making a great recovery and under the wonderful, wonderful care of Nurse Cheryl Graves. Cheryl, stand and be greeted by her. Absolutely. And so actually, for the last uh, week or so, uh, the cabinet and Dr. Graves, we've been sort of anticipating this scenario or that scenario or yet another scenario so that regardless of what happened or when he showed up, this, this meeting would go on and chapel would go on. And he is um, hoping to be with us tomorrow for our plenary session of the board. And uh, you'll have a chance to greet him as well. It is a privilege. I'm telling you what, as I looked at this worship team and I, I looked over there, a young man from Tennessee, looked over here, a young man from Texas. I looked here, a, a wonderful young man from Arizona. I looked here, a, a young man from California. I looked over here from Indiana and I couldn't even see who was over there. It just sort of goes to let you know what Nazarene Bible College is all about as we come from here, there, and yon to prepare ourselves for ministry in Christ's kingdom. And it just, to, to blend our voices and to hear the enthusiasm and to sense, I get to do this two nights a week. You know, you just get to come once a year, trustees, but we who live here get to do it all the time and it's a privilege to be with you. Dr. Graves has really been emphasizing this year the theme of connectedness. The whole idea that we as a body of Christ need to be connected one to the other. And particularly as we are looking at Nazarene Bible College and what we're doing these days and what we anticipate doing in the days ahead, we are being very intentional at connecting and reconnecting with our primary constituency, the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, did you notice that's our middle name? Uh, that's our first name, Nazarene Bible College. And each of those names sort of gives, an us, gives us an idea as to what we do here on this bluff overlooking the city of Colorado Springs. So the theme of, of Dr. Graves' report is connected, connection, connectedness. And we're reminded of the words of Jesus in John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. 
When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation is intimate and organic and the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. Anyone who separates me, I'm reading it again, is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me, and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father knows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. John 15, 5 through 8 from the message. A very poignant scripture about connection and the significance that we have and the power that comes with being connected. It seems that Jesus is emphasizing emphatically here the idea of connection. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relationship remains intimate and organic and the harvest is sure to be abundant, separated, you can't produce a thing. Simply put, spiritual growth and abundance is directly related to our connectedness with Jesus Christ. And we try to be very intentional here at NBC about that connection. I believe this is not only true spiritually, but it is the key to success in all of life. Can you hear me now became the mantra of Verizon Wireless in promoting their coverage in the competitive wireless communication business. But the slogan took on a life of its own. Who among us has not asked, can you hear me now? Thanks to Verizon Wireless. Well, can they hear us now? A good question. To answer that question, we must ask, who is our constituency at, at Nazarene Bible College? This college in 1964 was raised up by the Church of the Nazarene, meeting in its General Assembly in Portland, Oregon, for a specific purpose, to prepare women and men for ministry. Often second career, average age of our student here today is 38. I don't think that age has, that average has varied much in the 40-some years that we've been in business. Designed for adults who feel a call to ministry in various sorts. Can they hear us now? Today, 80% of our students here at NBC are Nazarene, and 22% of the pastors in the Church of the Nazarene this Sunday morning, preaching behind sacred desks or pulpits, will be graduates of this institution. Pretty incredible, pretty incredible statistic. Additionally, we have and we welcome and we love our students from a variety of denominations and non-denominations taking classes here at Nazarene Bible College. Many of these students come from churches up and down the front range from Pueblo to Denver and beyond and we are so glad you're here. So the prevailing question remains, are we connecting to our constituency because only as we connect is there life for us and the constituency? This question led to a prioritizing of the strategic plan that the Board of Trustees adopted one year ago. And tonight, 
several of the administrators are going to be talking about where we are in coming to, to pass reaching those priorities here at the college that are so very critical at this juncture. The Bible also says, in Psalms I think, that without a vision the people perish. Without a plan the people perish. Who wants to go on a vacation if you pull out of your driveway and you don't know whether to turn right or left? Where are you going? You gotta have a plan. And so we're taking that very, very seriously these days and I'm pleased to introduce Laurel Matson and Mike Arambidi who are going to be picking up on certain aspects of that plan and then I will be concluding with another section of it as well. So Laurel, come and talk with us about your theme. Thank you, Dr. Streit. <clears throat> a few minutes ago before the service began, I, I had a, a thought and I asked Dr. Streit if uh, before Mr. Aaron Beatty got up to bring his report, I could introduce him. Because uh, as many of you know, Shirley Cadle is our VP of Finance and uh, she's unable to be here because she's in Michigan with family. Her mother passed away Sunday night. And I wanted to introduce Mr. Aaron Beatty as our substitute Vice President for Finance. Uh, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan but then I realized that actually by our being up here, the three of us, we're substitutes for Dr. Graves, so I don't even want to go there. <clears throat> At Nazarene Bible College, the marketing and recruiting department takes on the role of admissions. It is our responsibility to uh, seek out and find individuals who would be interested in coming to Nazarene Bible College, either online or on campus, and recruit them to come and become a part of Nazarene Bible College. Now, in the report that I gave this afternoon to the uh, committee that I report to, I, I gave them a lot of details about what we have done, but I know that on the hearts and minds of the trustees who have not heard my report or read it, and on the, on the minds of a number of students, the bottom line question is simply this. With all that you've done in marketing and recruiting, the bottom line question is, do we have more students this fall than we had a year ago? And I'm thrilled to report to you that the answer is yes, we do. Our, our final tally for the fall enrollment because of the online and, and the Advantage program just starting their second session of fall trimester started a week ago. As of last Friday, our, our enrollment was still somewhat in a state of flux, but as of that date, we had 882 students enrolled in classes at Nazarene Bible College, and that compares with 860 students a year ago in the fall term. So now, as far as a number of you are concerned, I could just go sit down, because <laughs> you've heard the answer that you wanted to hear. But I, I must uh, today talk a little bit about the people who have made that possible and also some of the plans that we have tried to implement to help make that possible. We owe a huge, huge amount of thanks to the men and women who have worked so hard to enable us to see this increase. 
I want to thank Dr. Jay Ott, who led the marketing and recruitment department for the three years prior to my starting in this department back in November. Let me also thank the current recruiters, and I was going to have them stand, but as I look out across the crowd, there are not all of them here. There are some of them, but let me just call their names. Those who work in the recruiting and admissions staff, Terry Cofield, Scott McConaughey, Jan Edwards, Gary Haynes, Aaron Nader, Mary Thorpe, and Judy Bryant. Our advisors do a tremendous job for if we recruited students and then didn't keep them very long, if they dropped out within a year or less, we would have a horrendous task in trying to replace all of the students that withdrew. So our thanks go to Jenny Madsen, Charles Self, Jeff York, and Jocelyn Watt for their work. This year we have established a call center on campus where we are calling individuals across the United States with express purpose of finding those individuals that could be referred to us or maybe even those individuals themselves who would need the, the ministry of NBC in preparation. I want to thank Jess Ann Wilson, Jeff Mann, and Kimberly Opelt for all the work that they have done in the call center. In addition to that, I want to thank our Hispanic program, and I couldn't think of a better term, but our Hispanic program everything. <clears throat> Tim McKithen is our recruiter, admissions director, translator, and the list goes on and on and on. And we have now online an active, involved Hispanic program preparing men and women across this country for ministry. To the recruiters and admissions staff, thanks for making it possible for us to enroll 48 brand new first-time NBC students online this fall and 40 brand new students on campus. That is a tremendous record. I also thank the advisors for retaining 794 students. And the, the list of thanks could go on and on and on. Let me just comment for a moment about those of you who have been uh, very concerned about campus enrollment. This fall, in addition to not only having an overall enrollment increase, we have more students studying on campus this fall than we had last fall. I, I looked at the record just a few minutes before I came over to the chapel tonight. Seven of the past ten years that I, I was able to look at very quickly in records that I have in the office, seven of the last ten years we've had a decrease in campus enrollment. So when we say we've had an increase in campus enrollment this year, that is indeed a mark for which we can be thankful and grateful and thank God for that. But then at the same time, let me also point out that the IT staff, those who do all of the work in IT, continue to conduct and oversee online advertising that brings us literally hundreds of contacts throughout the year. I'm sure that as I talk a bit tonight about what we have done by way of marketing, you will understand that we have expended some, some good sums of money on marketing, but at the same time we have not reduced by one dollar the amount of money that we have invested in online advertising. In fact, in the spring of this year, the, uh, the cabinet was confronted by the opportunity to raise the amount of money that we were using to fund the online advertising 
and the cabinet voted to do so. So we have not detracted from our, our endeavor and our intent to enroll online students, just simply those, so that we could recruit more campus students. Back in October, the cabinet met, and Dr. Streit has already mentioned to you the strategic plan that you as trustees adopted a year ago. The cabinet met and looked at the three themes and the, the strategies that were implicit in those themes that had been spelled out for you. And those of you who are trustees, if you'd like to remind yourselves of, uh, of what the strategic plan is, you can look behind tab 11 in your notebook. Students, I'm sorry, you'll just have to kind of look. But uh, if you really want to know, you can come and talk to me. I'll give them to you. Uh, the, the, the cabinet looked at those and came away with uh, several key steps that they felt were priorities for this, this year just passed. One of the steps, one of the priorities was that we would reconnect with our Nazarene constituency, as Dr. Streit has already mentioned, that we would do several things that would make it possible for us to begin to reconnect in some of the areas that we admittedly had, uh, had drawn away from. When the economic crisis hit, as we pulled in budget and as uh, reductions in staff and faculty became necessary, we made the decision that we would not invest as much money in going to districts, for one example. But if Dr. Graves were here tonight and talking about this, he would acknowledge that we have decided that it is vitally important that we reconnect and we would make those contacts again with the districts. So one of the priorities, the number one priority that the cabinet agreed upon was that we would develop and implement a systematic plan to connect with the Church of the Nazarene constituency in the United States and Canada. And then Dr. Dr. Strite mentioned all of the students that we have here, uh, many of whom are here tonight, who are not part of the Church of the Nazarene, but come from uh, cities and towns and churches along the front range. So the number two priority was that we would develop and implement a plan to introduce and connect the college with evangelical churches, nonprofits, and organizations along the front range of Colorado. In the marketing and recruiting department, shortly after uh, I assumed that responsibility November 1 last year, we formed a marketing strategy team that took individuals from the business office, the director of the Advantage program, recruiters and the, the recruiter from the online department, the recruiter from campus, uh, the head of the online, Dr. Graves himself, and we have met periodically to, to discuss and lay out strategy. I won't go through the list of uh, all of the things that we did, but we came up with 11 ideas that we needed to implement to meet that priority one, to reconnect with the constituency of the Church of the Nazarene. And I'm thrilled to report to you tonight that six of the 11 we've already implemented with good success and we're working on the others. In terms of priority number two, that was to connect with uh, churches and organizations and nonprofits along the front range. We came up with a list of nine different programs different initiatives that we would take. And we have taken action again on six of those items and we're working on the others. Uh, one, of the, one of the other priorities was that we would, uh, we would work with alumni for a nationwide alumni referral system. And, and Mr. Aaron Beatty, a few weeks ago, actually July 1, 
took on a role as the special assistant to the president for marketing and, excuse me, for, not, not my job, Mike, okay, for development and alumni relations. And Mike has already met by a conference call with the alumni executive committee and they're laying plans and I, I look for great days in the future as uh, Mike moves into that role. Early on as we begin to try to bring together all of these ideas and plans and schemes and what we wanted to do, I realized that we really needed to have some help. We needed some expert advice. And I remembered that back when we launched the degree completion program six years ago, when Mike Worrell was in charge of the Advantage program, Advantage is the name we have given to our degree completion program, that Dr. Worrell found and, and, uh, and we put on retainer a, a marketing consultant. His name was Tom Spitza. I didn't know for sure exactly what had happened to Tom. I wasn't sure why he was, why he was no longer uh, consulting with us and so forth. Took me some doing, but I, I was able to locate Tom, talked with him, asked him if he would be at all interested in serving as a marketing consultant to us. And after prayer, he agreed to help us relaunch the, uh, the Degree Completion Advantage program. The enrollment in the Advantage Degree Completion Program had, had fallen to the place that for the past three years we had not had any of the core year of courses. The, the Degree Completion Program is combined of two years, one year of core courses and one year of the major courses. And because of decreasing enrollment, we had not been able to have that first year of the Advantage Program on campus for three years. We felt that that was an immediate need that we needed to fill to get students into the seats here on campus. So as we talked with, uh, with Tom Spitza, we developed a plan, we conducted a survey, we developed new brochures, radio spots were formed, five videos were, were made, and we had a videographer around campus. He was supposed to be here two weeks. I think he was here at least a month and a half plus. Uh, and we did advertising on four Christian radio stations. We had a direct mail advertising of the Advantage program that went to over 20,000 addresses in the Colorado Springs area. We offered an incentive to new students entering the program and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. Gary Haynes uh, went to Dr. <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Graves early in earlier in the year and he said, you know, as we're working to get new students in, wouldn't it be a, a good idea if we just gathered together frequently to pray that God would send new students? So every Monday on this campus, in the basement of the Oliver Building in the Brand Center, the online staff gathers for prayer for God to send students. In the main level of the administration building, those who work in the library and those who work in the administration on that level uh, of the building, get together and pray every Monday morning that God would send us students. In the basement, the maintenance crew and the staff that works in the basement get together every Monday and pray. And I wish I had time tonight to tell you some stories of God answering prayer, and we have individuals, I'm thinking of one in particular who is sitting in this room tonight because of our call center, Gary Haynes following up, and because we have prayed that God would send us students. 
We had an open house on June 21st about the Advantage program. Our expectations in attendance did not materialize, but 100% of the prospects who were there that night have enrolled in the Advantage program this fall, and for the first time in now four years, we have a core group of individual in our degree completion program. There are many, many, many other illustrations, and I won't take time to share them all with you. The strategic plan is not something that we ignore. It's something that is vital to what I try to do every single day. I'm very aware that one of the statements in the strategic plan is that by the fall of 2014-15, we will have on campus 107 excuse me, 175 full-time equivalent students and 400 full-time equivalent students online. On the basis of the average number of hours that our students take this fall, that means that in the fall of 2014-15, we need to have 236 students on campus and 554 degree-seeking, excuse me, 542 degree-seeking students online. I rejoice in the efforts, <clears throat> excuse me, of those who have worked so hard to bring us to be able to report growth in the total number of students enrolled this fall. However, I'm sure you'll understand that there is work yet to be done. While I'm thankful for the uptick in students this fall, I'm convinced, and I am convinced, that it's a sign we have uh, called a multi-year slide to a halt. However, I'm not so naive as to believe that we have enough forward momentum established to simply sit back and believe that the hard work is over. It is not. The work has only begun. Yet I do believe that if we haven't turned a corner, the corner's in sight. Momentum is so important and momentum is building. As I said, we meet together in three locations every Monday to pray for new students. And I would ask that you join us in prayer for new students. One of the things that we are trying to do is completely change the culture so that every employee, faculty, staff, administrator, every employee at Nazarene Bible College believes themselves to be a recruiter and that they are actually living out that within their life. And while we are doing all of that, we want to do what Dr. Graves frequently reminds us to do. We seek to connect with the called. And I pledge to you, trustees, that as God gives me strength and wisdom, I will accept the invitation to work to reach the fall 2014-15 goal. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Manson. I, uh, I get the impression uh, that Wisconsin uh, blood's kind of still, still there and still, still warm. Uh, sore loser about the, uh, the jump ball in the end zone, I guess. <laughs> this, um, you know, I am a replacement for Shirley Cadle tonight. She uh, actually replaced me a, a month or two ago. <laughs> anyway, it is my pleasure to report to you tonight um, for the, um, the finance side and for the Vice President of Finance. Uh, this has been a great day. 
We, uh, my only regret is that Shirley could not be here, and I'm sure she would want to be here for her first report as uh, Vice President for Finance. Um, you understand by now that she had uh, a loss. She, her mother passed away over the weekend, and uh, please remember the Cadles as you pray. This morning I was privileged to present a clean audit report to the Executive Committee of our Board of Trustees. And this afternoon, the Finance Committee received that same report. The audit shows that we have a clean bill of health at Nazarene Bible College, a clean bill of health financially. It's a result of NBC faculty and staff working as a team to deliver the promises of NBC in a very challenging year. First, we connected around a common goal of increasing enrollment. Then we shared in the sacrifices to make it happen. We rearranged our budget. We met every week to pray that God would honor the resources we committed to marketing and recruitment. And we prayed specifically for those who were traveling our country who were reconnecting us to those God designed us to serve. And God honored that stewardship. Nazarene Bible College is fiscally sound. We are debt free. Get that? We are debt free. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you ever listen to Dave Ramsey on the radio? I can't let this moment go by, guys. I'm going to count it down three, two, one, and we're going to shout, We're debt free, all right? Three, two, one. We're debt free. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We'll let Dave know. <laughs> we uh, operationally we ended the year in the black. Funds in savings were not touched. That that is a great year, folks. Great year. I especially want us to thank our team members in the business office who worked tirelessly in producing the financial reports that kept us on a safe course, a safe course that brought us to the harbor that we celebrate today. I think that we should give them an applause. What do you think? <laughs> we celebrate today because we're connected as a team at NBC with our church and with our constituents, our shareholders. Thank you. Well, we could talk about a lot of things, but this is chapel, and there is class after chapel. And um, I want to leave you with a concluding thought from our president. Uh, he wanted me to pay particular attention and to make special note that this is the last Board of, Trust meet, uh, Board of Trustees meeting of this quadrennium. Where has it gone? Where have these years gone? And so this summer the, at the General Assembly, the General Assembly, the caucuses will be electing trustees to the board of Nazarene Bible College, which they have done from the beginning of this institution. There will be returning trustees, we're sure, and there will probably be some new faces. But on behalf of the president, we want to say thank you
to your, for your commitment and your devotion, your prayer, your support, your energy on behalf of this fine college. This has been, according to our president, a, a quadrennium of transition, organizationally within the college. There have been transitions. Uh, this has been the quadrennium of renewed accreditation, and we're thankful that that's behind us for nine years. Uh, that's always a good thing to have behind us for as many years as you can have it behind you. And it has also been a, a quadrennium when we have developed, maybe for the first time, a significant strategic plan to give direction to the days ahead for Nazarene Bible College. And so the president says, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your commitment, and he wants to thank especially the faculty and staff for your good, good work, for showing up every day and making this place tick as well as it does. Most of all, says Dr. Graves, I am thankful for the one who said, I am the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. All that we are, all that we have, and all that we do is directly related to that connection to Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the reason for our mission. He is our mission. He is the reason that we do what we do year in and year out. Without him, we cannot produce a thing. But remember, with him, Nazarene Bible College can do everything. And we claim that promise today for this great institution as we move forward. Jonathan is coming now to lead us in a hymn that affirms that truth. Great is thy faithfulness, O God our Father. And we want you to sing enthusiastically. And if we had a pipe organ, we'd pull out all the stops. But uh, you'll have to be the stop. So let's stand and conclude this chapel with singing Great is Thy Faithfulness. <laughs>